You are listening to episode number 19 of The Love Noteworthy Show. Welcome to The Love Noteworthy Show, the guide to leading your life with passion, purpose, perspective, and prosperity. Each week, we feature entrepreneurs, influencers, game changers, and change makers who provide powerful strategies for creating a remarkable first impression that leads to a lasting impact in your business, brand, and personal life. So come join us as we transform your mindset and teach you the lessons that you want and need to become Love Noteworthy. Welcome back, lovers, to the Love Noteworthy Show. My name is Reese, and today I have a very special guest that I'm so excited to talk to because she is by far one of the most inspiring people that I've met this year. Uh, Her name is Esme Leon, and she is a very hard-hitting fitness instructor, personal trainer. She was a fierce fitness competitor um, in fitness competitions, and then also does a little bit of like modeling and acting, which I'm sure you can tell us a bit more about. But more than that... Um, What really attracted me to her uh, during my time in Los Angeles was her holistic vision of fitness and how it pertains to life. So a couple months ago, I wrote an article that featured Esme because I instantly fell in love with her training style at uh, 220 Fitness. And not only is she able to change people's bodies by providing really challenging classes, so she teaches classes like high-intensity interval training, boot camps, Um, BOSU classes, weights, core training, and a lot more, and then also does personal training, as I said. But more than that, uh, what really resonates with me, and I think a lot of the other people that attend her classes, is during the classes, she's all about shifting mindsets. So one of my favorite quotes from her that I'm just going to say before we start talking to her is that I remember so distinctly in like a Monday morning 8 a.m. class was, I have a confession to make. I'm not always on point. I don't always eat healthy. I'm not always happy. I'm not always confident. I don't always keep my cool, but I do consistently eat healthy. I'm consistently happy. I consistently am confident and I consistently come from love and I always do my best no matter what. And I love that. It's so perfect for anyone and everyone, whether they're into fitness or into business or into just anything in their lives. So enough of me talking and introducing you. Welcome to the show, Esme. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so glad that we get to talk. (laughs) Me too. Thank you so much for having me. You really are an inspiration as well. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So why don't we dive right in and why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today? Well, um, I grew up in Oregon, Oregon, and I was always very naturally attracted to sports. I love playing sports. I love the feeling of uh, that high when you're, you know, working out and bringing your best. So I went to college and Something funny happened for me. I actually went from a background of playing sports year-round to nothing. And I didn't realize how important and what a big aspect of my life that was. And I didn't, I wasn't even working out for myself. And I don't think I actually had ever shared that with you. But, um, yeah, I gained the, the freshman you know, 13 and then <laughs> all together freshman, what, 20 or something like that by my sophomore year. 
And then I was like, wait a minute, uh, this this doesn't feel right. This isn't me. And I started to really learn how to train by myself because my whole life I've been training with a team. So that's when it all started um, as far as my personal fitness journey of having to do it by myself and not with the team. And then I started taking classes at the gyms in my colleges and because I started at University of Portland and then I transferred into LMU and I took a cardio kickboxing class and the instructor was phenomenal and it just sparked something in me and I was like, I think I could do this. I think I'd be really good at this. And it all happened very easily and peacefully. I went and talked to the director, uh, the athletic director at LMU and I said, I want to do this. Uh, you know, I want to be a fitness instructor here. And she said, I think you'd be good at it. So it all, the ball got rolling right away. And that's, that's where it all started. That's crazy. I didn't know that story. That's so funny. Um, a similar thing happened to me in university. Like I did a lot of sports in high school as well. And then didn't do anything like just didn't wasn't really cognizant of the fact that I like wasn't exercising at all. And I think I gained about 25 pounds in university. And then once I graduated, I was like, Oh my God. Like, and I got out of the serious relationship and just all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I'm single. And I've like gained like 25 pounds. And how did this all happen? And then started getting into fitness. (laughs) I know it sneaks up on you. Yeah. But I will say, there was something that I think is important because, you know, your mind plays such an important role in your life. The thoughts that you think, how you feel about yourself, no matter how much you weigh, is so, it's so important. And what I will say, when I lived in Portland, Oregon, because I started school there, I, for two years, I went to University of Portland before I transferred to LMU. And I have to say, because I've known what it's like to have a healthy mind. And when I moved out here, I know what it's like to have an unhealthy mind, which determines everything. It determines your decision to go to the gym. It determines whether you're going to eat an apple versus, you know, have some fries. It determines your decision-making, which determines your life, right? Mm-hmm. And when I was at University of Portland and I had gained those 15 pounds, let me tell you, I was walking around campus like I was the hottest thing around, but it didn't impact me. Even though I had gained the 15 pounds, I didn't feel fat. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And and I was wearing clothes that fit my body at the time. So if I needed to buy, you know, a pant size that was a size bigger, I wasn't beating myself up. I was like, oh, I just need, objectively, I just need, you know, an extra size bigger. And then I moved to LA and I was, and that's when my mind started working against me, right? Because I was the same person. I was the same size. And all of a sudden these thoughts that I had never thought before were coming into my head. You're fat. You need to lose weight. And that, you know, that, I don't want to say is necessarily a bad thing at first because that is what initially motivated me to, you know, I could, I could feel better. I could look better. I could lose, you know, this weight. And I, it got my ball rolling to go back to my original weight. 
but you don't want to stay there too long. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I think is important because what's well, the difference between my mindset in Portland versus my mindset in LA, you know, was night and day. And you don't want to stay in that negative mindset too long, or it will take you over and you will just be, you know, fighting against yourself, not being on your own team. And it will take you so long to reach your fitness goals. If you're not on your own team, you have to stay thoughts. You have to be your own best friend. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any strategies for how people can kind of shift their mindsets? Because it's really, I find it's really easy to kind of get caught up like in the moment, so to speak, instead of taking a step step back and being a bit more self-aware and being like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Um, what is the actual source of this pain or this negativity? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It, it just feels really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels uncomfortable to not be yourself. Um, so it's definitely reversible because this, this westernized world, you know, gives us uh, the body that is the perfect body. And then we translate that in our brain. And if our body doesn't look like that, then we start to, you know, be mean to ourselves pretty much. So it depends on how far along you are in getting mixed into that, to that mindset, but it's definitely reversible. And your number one priority has to be to feel good. And one of the things that really helped me to start reverse, because believe me, I've been stuck in that mindset and it's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good to be mean to yourself. And the way that I started the process to reverse that mindset was with my morning. I started a morning ritual every single morning, whether I felt like it or not, you know, and your mind wants to tell you, you don't have time for this. You got to go. This is dumb. Your mind's going to try and stop you. And it just naturally does that. It's not a good or a bad thing. It just does. Yeah. And you just got, you, you just have to be aware that that's what it's going to try to do. But I would wake up every morning and it started with five minutes because that's all I could do at the time. And a moving meditation is what works the best for me. So you're going to have to do trial and error. I used to try to meditate sitting down, eyes closed, off silent. And that works sometimes, but that's not the one that really motivates me. When I started to really see the shift in my mindset was when I woke up every morning, I went out for a walk. It was early. There was hardly any people out. It was nice and peaceful. I started noticing the trees, the nature, the grass, and I started to see how easy they are. You know, a tree grows very easily. There's no struggle. It just is. And you start to feel that peace. And so I would take five minutes every day and I would go out and just do a nice little nature walk. And it started with that, just with breathing, deep breaths in, deep breaths out. And as I did it more, I started to find different mantras that worked for me, that made me feel good, that put my mind on the right path. And I started my day off like that, and it changed everything. 
That's amazing. So what are some of the mantras that are your go-tos? I know some that you have said in the classes, but I know our audience would love to hear them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I think one of the ones that I initially started with, and I still do um, almost every day, is I have nothing to prove and no one to impress. I have nothing to prove and no one to impress ever. I think a lot of the suffering that comes from wanting to have what we call a so-called perfect body is when you get to the root of it, I think for everybody, whether you're a woman or a man, is the need for validation for sure. from other people. The need that to validate, you know, from from the guy that you're dating or from your friends. And when you can let go of that, then you you come into your full power again. So whenever I felt there was something in me bowing up that I felt like I needed to prove something, I would go back to that mantra. I have nothing to prove and no one to impress ever. I love that. It, it, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So why don't we talk a little bit about fitness and we can dive back into talking about mantras a bit later, but what were, um, what were sort of some of the things that you needed to do in order to get started in the fitness industry? So how did you build your personal brand? What, after that point of talking to, um, the programmer that was at like the, the fitness studio at your college, what, what were the next steps for you? Um, right. The number one thing was just showing up and just positioning myself in as many, as many different op- opportunities in the fitness world as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone said, Hey, show up to my, show up to my class, I'll give you a buddy pass. I was there. You know, I never said no to an opportunity to be around fitness. If one of my friends said, hey, you want to come work out? I would say yes, I'd show up because, you know, that would be more tools in my bag that would make me feel more confident in the direction that I was going. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first, you know, I, I was teaching at my colleges and then I graduated and I wanted to move into the private training, um, you know, with private clients Mm -hmm. and also keep my, my classes at the gym, build relationships, get to know really cool people. And I live in Santa Monica and one of the first gyms that I, you know, I just had to go for it and just not make any excuses was in Pasadena and with traffic, you know, to teach one class out there. It took me, on a good day, about an hour. Yeah, it's a drive. So, yeah, it was a bit of a drive, but it it started to build my confidence in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I was teaching there, I was meeting people, and then that gave me the confidence to apply to, a, you know, a gym nearby here for some more group fitness. And so just showing up and just, taking those opportunities and if it's 
whatever field you're in, if it's fitness you want to pursue or any field, you just surround yourself with it as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, How did you decide that you wanted to do both like group classes and then I know like for, like I said in the introduction for the group classes, like yours are pretty intense, like high intensity and like the best way possible. I love it. Um, How did you decide to do that as opposed to like low impact or yoga or like, I don't know, like something a bit less intense? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, I think it's my, it's me, you know, it's my personality. I'm very intense personally when I work out, when I train myself, I'm intense. You know, I've had people stop me at the gym and say, hey, what are you training for? Are you doing a competition? And I'm not. (laughs) That's just the way I am. So I think it's important to to stick with what feels really good for you, you know, because Mm -hmm. when you're feeling real good, you're going to inevitably make other people feel really good. And you're going to gravitate people towards you that enjoy that type of high-intensity interval training. And that's what you want. And if your energy is more calm and soothing and yoga causes you, then that's that's the direction you need to go in. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, it's interesting where, like, I I know a lot of times people will use fitness to kind of as a de-stressing mechanism. Um, and so things like yoga are very meditative and like relaxing, they help you to decompress. And I find for me personally, like doing something like boxing or a hit class helps me to kind of decompress because you're just like letting all your, like expending all your energy and just letting it all out and until you're just completely fatigued. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think that's the perfect in it. You're completely complete. In that moment, life is good. Mm-hmm. In that moment when you, you know, just go so hard, the endorphins are going, it's like, it's the perfect moment. You know, you're completely yourself. You're not worrying about anything. You're not complaining about anything. You're just you. Yeah. And just go like in relation to the business realm of being able to have that laser focus and be so focused on something for an hour. Um, and you're doing it for yourself essentially because in classes, like you're not really competing against other people. It's just like giving it your all for yourself and whatever that level is. It's just, I don't know, this unbelievable feeling that I wish I could imitate for the other 23 hours of my day. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I know what you mean. The nice thing about it though is, and as you've known, because you've gone in my class to my classes as well and, you know, kicked a major butt in there. You're Mm -hmm. pretty intense. Um, it carries you throughout the day, even though you might not, you know, be able to stay there the whole, whole entire rest of the 20 hours, but it does carry you and you feel that energy, you know, for, for the rest of the day. At least that's what I've noticed for, for me personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, when, what were some of the challenges that you had to face when, you were getting started in the industry and do you have any recommendations for others on how to overcome the challenges more easily or efficiently? Oh my God. I'm so glad that you asked me this because let me tell you, you have got to keep your head up. You know, 
whenever you're starting anything new and you're building relationships and you're getting into anything, um, you know, you, you have to start from the bottom essentially and mm-hmm. people have to get to know you and they have to get to, you, you build the, your following people that like what you do and like what you represent. And one of my first challenges and I will always remember this is, you know, when I first started, I I started running boot camps on my own. So I was had a client here or there. I had a group fitness class here or there. And then I was like, I'm going to run my own boot camp. During that summer, there were more than once uh, times when nobody showed up. You know? Mm. And here I am with my little cones and <laughs> ready to teach a boot camp to nobody. You know, and I remember one specific time, uh, it, it, you know, different feelings will, will come up, like the feeling of embarrassment. I was like, am I doing, am I in the right field? Like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Maybe this isn't what I should be doing. And there was a, another instructor there, a fitness, he was running his fitness boot camp. And he had like 50 people there. And I showed up, we're kind of sharing the same space of grass out there and I just felt like they all knew that nobody showed up to my fit you know to my fit camp yeah and it it's a very humbling experience and what I got most out of it was just you know in those moments you really have to find it in you to keep your head up high keeping your shoulders back and just trust if it feels like that's what you you need to be doing, you gotta trust it, no matter what the outside looks like, you know, because it's it, it's come. It's only a matter of time. It'll come. You have to build those relationships. And at that moment, I compared myself to that fitness instructor, and it made me feel bad. Yeah. But in reality, I have no idea how long he's been doing it. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know the tears that he's gone through the bloodshed or, you know, the amount of years that he has spent building his relationships and his brand. So it wasn't a fair comparison for me to do that to myself. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I've heard similar stories. Like how do you, how do you continue to offer the classes and whatnot? Like when you have like discouragement like that, like I think, in the fitness industry, if you're trying to be really big in it, it's one of those industries where it's just, you have to get over the constant rejection because it's, you're probably going to be rejected more often than you're going to be um, accepted to be like a trainer or get a new client or that sort of thing, similar to like acting or anything in that kind of realm. So your question is, how do you get over the discouragement? Yeah. Like you said, you can trust the universe or you have to trust the universe and what you're doing is right. But I, I know like just being really strong or persistent is what's really going to separate the people that are in it for like the sake of doing it because they're passionate about it versus the others. Yeah. Well, going back to, um, you know, a big theme that we were speaking about earlier is, you know, you just have to keep showing up 
you know, whether you feel good or whether you feel bad, that's beside the point. You just have to keep showing up. And I know that feels a little bit sometimes like an unsatisfying answer Mm -hmm. because you want something to just be like, what can I do that will instantly make me feel, you know, good and encouraged. Um, But what I will add, what helped me as well, one was showing up because let me tell you, there were times when the week before no one had showed up and I was scared to show up because I didn't want that to happen again. Right. Mm -hmm. So my number one, number one thing, I just had to be there. Like I just had to be there. Um, the, um, finding a good support system, right? Your friends, your true friends, having them there, even if it's just them. I remember that happened a couple of times when two or three people showed up, but they were all my best friends. <laughs> so the boot camp was free. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was doing it, you know, I was doing what I really love to do, which is to teach. And then um, thirdly, and this is what I think maybe you're looking for, maybe also would help someone that's listening. You know, you really have to fill, fill your mind up with as much truth for you as possible. Because it's easy to be strong when things are easy. What happens when something like that comes up, when no one shows up, when you know you're doing something that feel, that is that you're passionate about, but you're not getting the result that you want, right? So you need to prepare for those times, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to, for lack of better words, fight against those thoughts um, if you haven't, in the good times, filled your mind up with as much good as possible. You know, to this day, I still wake up every single morning and I throw something on that is inspiring to me. I mean, we live in, there's never been a more exciting time to be alive. With technology, you know, us being able to get on YouTube, listening to all these types of stories and people that have overcome and people that are, you know, have overcome obstacles that we can't even fathom. And I wake up every morning and I listen to that. I get inspiration. I read books that inspire me. I, I'm surrounded by people that inspire me. So, so day in and day out, I'm in the morning, I listen to that. In, when, in my car, I listen to that. With my headphones, I listen to that. You know, so I really made it a point to fill my mind up with as much truth for me, as much good for me as possible. So then when those really tough times come, there'd be that little trace of hope of the things that I had been listening to and filling myself up with already. And I could reach for it. I could reach for it. And I had a chance because before I didn't, because all it would take over. You know, the negativity, the discouragement, the uh, the doubt would take over. But if you, on your good days, every single day make a commitment to fill yourself up, when the bad time comes, you'll have something to reach for. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> okay, so 
on the flip side of things, um, and I know that obviously pertains to people that are just looking to integrate fitness into their lives, but for people that um, maybe haven't been exercising or are trying to get back into it, um, do you have two or three tips that you can help or that will help them to be consistent long term with their fitness yes. consistency. You know, consistency to me equals sustainability, which is what everybody wants. Yeah. You want to build something that you can sustain, not just for two weeks, not just until that wedding, not just, you know, uh, for three months. We're talking about something that you become, something that is sustainable. So on a deeper level, because we're talking about the root. So many people don't look at the root of the problem, which is why they can lose weight and then in four weeks gain it all the way back. You know, mm-hmm. it's you have to tap into the beingness of health. And um, and that's something that is a process. You become you become better slowly but surely. So if you're eating out and eating like crap, you know, five days out of the week, and then you, in the process, cut it down to three days a week, you have got to find a way to celebrate that because it is a process. You cannot go, and this is from my experience and from, you know, all the wonderful clients that I work with, Mm -hmm. from not working out and eating like crap to the next day, eating perfectly healthy and, you know, working out five days a week. It's, you're setting yourself up for six or for failure, right? Mm -hmm. So you have got to acknowledge the small successes that you had along the way. It's going to be a process and you have to be okay with that. If you want it to last, if you just want a quick fix, do what you, how has that been working for you? You know, four years trying to lose the same 10 pounds, that's not fun. You know, you want something sustainable. So you've got to applaud yourself. You have to you be your own best friend again and um, become it. You cannot just try to be healthy. You have to become more health in who you be. Mm-hmm. So that would be my number one. On a less deeper level, you know, uh, water. It's such an easy thing to forget, but you need to be drinking water. We're made mostly of water, of good water. I personally love alkaline water. I That's what I drink, um, and it's the purest water that I have found. And it, it's just have water in your car, have water in your room, have water in your living room. Everywhere you go, have water. I as much water as possible. And uh, my third one is have fun with it. You know, we get so serious, and even this conversation. Uh, sometimes I can get even a little serious about what I'm passionate about. <laughs> but you have to have fun. You know, if if you're not having fun, you have failed. Mm-hmm. Life is supposed to be fun. Everything you do is supposed to be fun. Fun and challenges. I think can be together. They don't have to be separate. Just because it's fun doesn't mean you're not challenging yourself. But you have to do things that that you find fun or it's just not worth it. 
Yeah, for sure. That's definitely number one for me for everything in life, like whether it be fitness or in your career or in your personal life. Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so for people that have sort of reached a plateau in their training, like they're being consistent but not necessarily seeing results, do you have any recommendations on how they can build momentum once again or kind of shift the results? Like would you say do cross-training or take a break or – what would you say? Yeah, you know, you just you have to listen to to yourself. There's been times when I've needed a break and I've taken a whole week off, and it's totally against my nature. It didn't feel right. It didn't seem right, but it felt right. You know. Um, but yeah, just switch up your workouts. Um, I remember there was a time where I was hitting the gym really hard. I was in there weight training. And I love weight training, but I had hit a plateau for myself. You know, it wasn't as fun for me at the time. So I just had to take a break from the gym and I went into yoga for two or three months. Mm. And I was just doing yoga pretty much. Yoga and I started running more. And that really refreshed me. And then when I got back to the weights, it was just like I remembered. I loved it. I was happy to be back. You know, so it's good to switch things around. Mm-hmm. If if you're feeling I've hit a plateau, you're not having as much fun, try a new class, try something you haven't done before. Um, and that should re spark that energy. Awesome. So speaking of weightlifting, um, can we talk for a minute about weightlifting and taking supplements as women? So things like whey protein or it could just be anything from like I don't know, BCAAs or multivitamins or whatever. But I know that there's a lot of myths out there that if women start doing like heavy weight training or take supplements, they're going to get like ridiculously muscly and look gross or something (laughs) like that. But (laughs) that's obviously not true. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about this? (laughs) I know what you mean. I think that's one of the biggest conspiracies, you know, know. that has taken over. But but I have seen more and more that women um, are starting to realize that that's really not, it's not a true statement. If you're taking, if you're weight training and taking supplements, you know, uh, you're not going to bulk up. One thing that I have to say, and I'm sure that you'll agree with me, is, you know, women that... The average woman that just, you know, doesn't want to build too much muscle, just wants to tone up, doesn't want to weight train because they don't want to look what I have heard, quote unquote, like a man, right? Yeah, too yeah, much yeah. muscle, too bulky, too big a little leg, too big shift arms. But let me tell you, women that look like that work very, very, very hard to look like that. You would be lucky to, you know, look like that if you were weight training with 10 pounds or even 15 pounds, you know, it's not going to happen. These girls are taking a bunch of things. They're working out, you know, at least twice a day. Um, and they're, so they're very committed to that look because they like to look that way. Yeah. So let's just set that lie aside. You will not bulk up if you start weight training. Okay. Noted. Yeah, Ladies. but... Listen up here. <laughs> what did you say? I said, 
Listen up, ladies, because this is the truth. Oh, yes. Uh, but I will say, you know, I like to stay, I like to take a lot of things, but I do take a few things. Um, I take a protein. I take the on-standard um, protein, and I like the way that's worked with my body, but I don't take it every time. I If I have a really intense workout, um, I'll have the protein shake right after, but normally I can get pretty quickly to my house. My gym's not too far away. So like I said, I'm pretty intense, but I save the protein for me personally, what I found that works best with my body when my workouts are super intense, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll have that, but definitely find a good multivitamin that you, that you like. Um, I take a multivitamin and then I take my probiotics. Yeah, those I are the those. two. Oh, you take that? Let yeah. me ask you, do you take it before your meal or after your meal? Um, that's a good question. I am, I take it every day, but I don't take it consistently. Like I, I usually find, I just, I'm like, Oh crap, I forgot to take it. And so I'll take <laughs> it at, like right before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of oh, my thing right now. <laughs> if you're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> but probiotics no, that's are great. awesome. I, yeah, they really are. And I hadn't really realized their great benefits until recently, you know. So I definitely recommend a good, good multivitamin, a good probiotic. Um, and that's, oh, I was going to say there's one more thing that I take. I do take amino acids. But I will, those amino acids are for muscle recovery, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... What I would recommend is for a person to be honest about their workout. How intense are you going? You know, I started taking amino acids when I, when a friend recommended it to me and she said, you know, you go really hard. You should be taking these during your workouts. So, you know, your muscles break down, your protein blocks are, are, tearing apart your muscles and then they build back up. So the amino acid helps with the rebuilding. So if you're going hard and you're not taking amino acid, I would recommend finding a good brand that you like. Mm, okay. So speaking of your vitamins and supplements, um, what is your diet like? Like I know you're a big fan of uh, Quest products. And also, I love Quest bars. <laughs> oh, they're so good, but they're not like as available in Canada, which kind of sucks. But oh no, <laughs> maybe if I shamelessly plug them, then we'll figure out a way to get them. Like all of the flavors of maybe bars I'll and stuff. Have, here. I'll have to send you a box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, do you do you feel like um, for people that are really into fitness, like you have to be super clean eating like a hundred percent of the time, or is that sustainable or does it just depend on what your goals are? Right. Well, like we spoke about earlier, you know, it's about consistency, never about perfection. The universe rewards consistency, not perfection. You're going to have your birthdays. You're going to have, you know, a day on the weekend. Like don't stress out about food so much, you know, just stay consistent with, for the most part, you know, eating healthy. And um, 
also what I think is important as far when it comes to food is organization. You have got to become organized if this is going to work. If you're going to be serious about eating healthy, you know, you want to be healthy. Don't make it any more dramatic or any less. It's not like, oh, my God, I have to do my whole eating habit. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It could just be a choice that I want to eat more healthy, objectively, period, done and done, you know. And if you're really, really serious about it, you have to become organized. Take a Sunday, cook some meals, pre-plan some things, um, divide it up in your Tupperware. You know your schedule. You know the days that get crazy. You know when your body starts to feel hungry. So you have to start planning for that. And it does require the development of your organization, you know. Mm. For so long, I knew that pre-planning meals was smart. But did I do it? No, (laughs) you know, um, I was still, you know, scratching and finding uh, like relatively healthy, but I was making it harder for myself. Now I take a Sunday, I cook for two, two and a half hours and I pre-planned, you know, my meals for the next four or five days. I had a good idea of, you know, I packed some snacks and I love apples. Apples are so easy. You can just take them in your gym bag, grab one. But you have to become organized. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Great advice. You know what's, what your, I mean? what's your go-to meal that you make? <laughs> um, I mean, I love eggs. I, they're easy. They're quick. So I have, I have eggs every morning. And if at night I'm absolutely like out of everything, I usually will always have eggs. <laughs> and, you know, you can boil them. You can... That's an easy to-go snack with some almonds. Mm-hmm. So I rely a lot on, on eggs, I would say. Mm, I'm jealous. I did some <laughs> allergy testing last year, and eggs were one of the things that were kind of intolerant, I guess, or egg whites. And I haven't been able to reinforce oh, them really? into my diet without getting, like, super sick every time I eat them now. And I'm like, no, they used to be my, like, staple as well for, like, breakfast oh, and oftentimes no. dinner, yeah. So, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can, still, you can still have your nuts, right? Yeah, for sure. And, like, tofu and stuff. So, it's cool. Yeah. But, anyways, um, let's talk a little bit quickly about self-confidence. I know that, obviously, fitness or being fit or working out a lot, you have the potential to look great. But it's also a, an integral part of building confidence. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's what I love about your mindset is it's much more holistic as opposed to being like, oh, you should work out so you can look good. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so happy that you asked me about this. It's one of my favorite subjects. You know, it, it just drives so much of your decision making throughout the day, so much of how you feel about yourself. And I have to start off by saying that confidence is not given. Confidence isn't just what someone is. And you're just, oh, that person has confidence, that person doesn't. Confidence is a skill. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a practice. You have to, every single day, practice being confident. And 
I literally, when I'm by myself, I, I wake up in the morning and I've gotten in the habit of remembering. At first, I didn't, and I kept doing it, I kept doing it, I kept doing it. And I wake up and I remember in the morning, one of the first things I remember is my posture. You have got to keep your shoulders back, keep your head high. You have got to occupy space energetically, is what I'm talking about, right? So, you, you have to have that confidence and skill in the morning practice especially in the times when you feel vulnerable, especially in the times when you start to feel a little insecure. Pull those shoulders back, keep your head high. And I always say that in my fitness classes, you know? You're, you're here and uh, confidence is something that we're going to practice today. You, even when it gets hard, you have got to find a thought in your head that is so confident. One of my favorite ones, and it, you know, I would consider it a mantra too, and I'll do it throughout my own workouts, you know? I'm the best there's ever been. 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 Your mind is going to go crazy. You know, you know, I'm talking about, you know, and it's like, no, I'm the best there's ever been. So I challenge you, Reese, and everybody else that's listening, just give it a shot. Next time you work out, just keep on saying it, keep on saying it. And I promise you, you will feel something and it's going to be something good. Yeah, I love that. And the other one that you say a lot is, this is too easy for me. And I always think that in oh my, my mind God. all the time. Now. I love that one. Yeah. Someone was making fun of me, actually. Uh, they are just joking me. Some of my pet campers talking about Halloween. And they're like, oh, I'm going to be Esme. I'm going to be Esme for Halloween. I'm just going <laughs> to wear a lot of sparkles. And I'm just going to walk around and be like, this is too easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be the best thing ever. You know you've made it as a person when somebody wants to dress up as you for Halloween. (laughs) Oh man, I don't think he actually did it. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, this is too easy for me. And that's another great one, you know, in your fitness. Because your mind, especially if you're new to it, you've been out of it for a while. But even if you haven't, you know, there's plenty of times when, you know, I'm pushing myself to my max and I'm like, oh my God, when's this going to be over? Right? Initially, that's a thought that comes in. Everybody goes through that thought. But then not everybody chooses to stay there. Right? So I recognize the thought. I'm like, okay, that's obviously not going to help me if I keep saying, this is so hard. I'm so tired. This is too hard for me. Why did I come? You know, so many things. And so I choose a different thought. Simply, this is the easiest thing I've ever done. Easiest damn thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I mean, you can use that mantra for so many different things. Like I have thought that in my mind before, like doing a presentation, an interview, like a major public speaking event. Like it's just so good for anything. (laughs) Really? And you got it from the class? Yeah, totally. Oh my god! I'm just like obsessively think. Yeah, I think about it all the time now. (laughs) Like every day. (laughs) This this whole world is gonna be walking around pretty soon. This is too easy for me. And it should be. You know, life is supposed to be fun. There's gonna be challenges, but if you prepared yourself, like what I was saying earlier, with the right thinking, the right thoughts, inspirational people and speeches and clips off of YouTube, 
those moments are going to come that are hard, but you're going to be prepared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. So on days where we're lacking motivation to go to the gym or like get up for work, or we're just feeling down because I think naturally your positive energy will ebb and flow and everybody has down days. Do you have any tips for self-motivation to kind of get up and get to the gym or do that task that you need to do? Well, it does go into a little bit of what we were just talking about. Um, I think the biggest thing is learning yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Start paying attention. What on, not because it's hard to get out of something when you're already down, right? So you need to start paying attention to yourself and to your behavior uh, before this negative emotion or, you know, the, the feeling of being down or sad or just completely unmotivated comes, start paying attention. This motivates me. That discourages me. And just start to make notes of what that is. You know, I know a small little trick for me, when I have felt unmotivated, I played a song that I had worked out to. And when I was working out to it, I was so into it. And this song was just so good. And I played it when I was feeling down and when I didn't really want to go, right? And that energy of that song gave me just enough inspiration. I'm not going to say I put it on like, oh, my God, yay, let's go to the gym. But it gave me just enough to put on my shoes, Mm. just enough. And once you're out the door, you've won. Yeah, exactly. That's the hardest part. And I've heard things like in making it easy for yourself, if you put out your gym stuff like the night before or, I don't know, your outfit for work the night before, it makes it easier because you just have to step into it. And then once you're in, you oh, yeah. out. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's another great tip. I like that one. Yeah. So um, just shifting gears, and this is kind of the last thing that we're going to talk about is tell us all about One Power um, and what it means and why it's important. It's like, I know it's kind of the essence of your brand and your lifestyle and everything. And I love it. So tell us all about it. Thank you. Um, yes. One power is very dear to my heart and, uh, most importantly to who I be, you know, and what I want to be on this planet and, um, how I want to think of myself and others while I'm here. And one power to me represents the connectedness that, that we are. You know, life is life. We apply our perceptions. We apply what's good and, or bad. But those are opinions at the end of it. And, and nothing wrong with that. But life is life. I'm life moving through this body. Your life moving through that body, right? But we're all connected because we all come from life. And so to me, one power is, you know, the one life, the one dream. We all just want to be happy, whether we do so-called good things or so-called bad things. At the end of the day, we all just want to be happy. And so one power is connects me to to you and to everyone that I'm ever teaching to in classes or my clients or my family or my friends 
I just, to me, it's, that's what it means to me. Mm, that's great. Okay, so um, we talked a lot about mantras, and do you have any others that people can kind of incorporate into their lives that you say consistently that we haven't talked about already? Um, well, the, the two that I mentioned before are two of my favorites. This is too easy for me. You know, you're going to have to force yourself to do it at first, but your body will listen. You're the commander in chief. <laughs> you tell your body what, you know, your body listens to you. It's not like, Ooh, I'm the body. No, you're the commander in chief and you have a body. So it will eventually listen to you. You just have to keep driving. So this is too easy for me, and I have no, no one to impress, nothing to prove. No one to impress, nothing to prove. One of the ones, it's not that I really love, it's not fitness-related, but, you know, everything's connected. If your fitness level goes up, if you improve your health, naturally, other aspects of your life will start to improve, right? Mm -hmm. Your relationships are going to improve. Your career is going to improve. You're starting to feel a little more confident. You start to be more confident in your career. Then that affects your, you know, your health. It's it just all, it's all so connected. So one of my other favorites that I'll leave you with is, you know, I easily make money doing what I love. Easily. It's easy. It's easy for me to make money. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy for me to make money. And I cannot tell you that has, that mantra has changed so much of my financial well-being and just my relationship with money. And like I said, when my, when my financial aspect of my life started improving, so did everything else. So it's all mm -hmm. very connected. So that's for one sure. of the ones that I love. It's easy to make money. I love it. I need to start saying it every day. <laughs> every morning alright well thank you so every much every morning <laughs> yeah exactly um, the final question that I have for you today that we ask all of the guests on the show is what is your number one tip on how others can be more love noteworthy in their business and lives and just in case you are unfamiliar with the whole love noteworthy concept it kind of integrates the elements of love notes so being very personalized and memorable and specific um, with being noteworthy. So really having that it factor and doing things that yeah. um, people can remember. So what's your number one tip on how people can integrate this into, well, not only their business and lives, but also into their fitness regiments and just their holistic well-being? Yes. Um, authenticity. Authenticity, being yourself has to be, your number one thing because when you are yourself what do you feel like yeah exactly comfortable you feel awesome there is no other feeling like feeling like yourself and I, I just want to share a quick story because it, it's related to fitness and it will really drive home my my tip um you know when I when I first started training I had this idea of what a personal trainer should look like Mm -hmm. nice and, you know, long pants. You don't want to wear any short shorts in front of your, you know, clients because they might think something, you know, 
Uh, definitely, my backward hats would not work because, as you know, I love <laughs> I like hats. I love hats, and I'll wear them yeah. forward and backwards, whatever. It's just my me. favorite one is your Roxy yeah. one that says "stoked" on it. <laughs> oh, the stoked one! That's still one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm thinking a new one though because I wear it so much; it's really dirty now. Um, but um, I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wear whatever I want. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I just have to be me. I have to be me. So I started training, and I show up, and I have my backward hat. And, you know, I wasn't wearing, like, tight little booty shorts, but I have shorts that, you know, short shorts where I, that I would have never worn before, right? Yeah. And the weirdest, most awesome validation from the universe happened. I mean, I was – people were coming up to me. A demographic that I thought would definitely never come talk to a trainer with a backward hat. Uh, it just—it was in my head, right? Yeah. And I had a few like seventy-year-old, seventy-year-olds come up to me like, "Hey, are you a trainer? Let you know, can I train with you?" And <laughs> that to me, what I just like—I got so happy because it showed me that when you're yourself. People gravitate to authenticity. We crave authenticity. So just be yourself and everyone and everything that you need will come. You just, it's, it was just, that's my story that just makes me so happy because I, I experienced it firsthand. Yeah, that's so great. Well, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and guidance in this interview today. It's been a pleasure as it is always. And I miss your classes so much. So I'm, oh, I'm going to find a way. Miss- oh, go ahead. Oh, we miss you too. Oh, yeah, you definitely miss. <laughs> I know I miss Emily too. <laughs> I want to get her on the show as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's been such a pleasure. There's been so many great takeaways and do you have any last thoughts before we wrap up the interview? I think we've covered a lot, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been great to share. Yeah. I what, can't uh, wait. Well, um, if you guys are interested in hearing more from Esme, you can check her out. We'll put all of her social um, information on during or in the interview notes below this interview. Um, but with that, thank you so much again, Esme. And if you guys are in the Santa Monica slash Los Angeles area, you seriously need to like check out one of her classes or do personal training with her. So I encourage you direct message or email me if you need more information. And thank you so much again, Esme. This has been another great edition of the Love Not Worthy show. And everybody have an amazing love filled week. Thank you. I'm sending out so much gratitude towards all of you and our guests today. So have a great week, guys.